Do you guys have New Year's Eve traditions or plans that you do? Or do you have plans specifically this year that you already know about? Try to stay up past 11. <laughs> right. So at least you Central can stay in New York. in my pajamas. Keith, I will text you at midnight. Yeah, I'll be awake. I'm I'm always awake on uh, New Year's Eve. but Really? Yeah, I always stay up till midnight. Sometimes if I just don't want to fight it, I yeah, don't fight it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. But... My parents always had a really cool tradition that we got suckered into because we thought we were winning on it. But we... So my brother and I would get to pick one thing that cost money and one thing that didn't each. And that was, would be things that we did that day. Like we were given like the certain, like we couldn't be like, fly me to blah, blah, blah. And then the deal was we had to be in bed by like nine or something. And then my parents would have the evening. Yeah. And that was their way of compromising. We're like, oh my gosh, we're going to do all of this. My parents are like suckers. My, my parents. Oh, I was gonna say my oldest stayed up with us last year for the first yeah. time, and so that will continue to be more of my 27 kids um, <laughs> participating with us. That makes that a little bit different each year. That's awesome. My parents always hosted the New Year's Eve party for them and their friends. Yeah, it was a great, um, all, super great memories. But of course, I mean, we would go to bed way earlier before the parents celebrating started, and so we would as kids. My brother and I get to go with like the, the, the food buffet first, like all the food mm. that was put out. So we got to make our plate first. I always remember two things. I would fill my plate and then put the black olives on my fingertips so I didn't have to waste space on the plate. <laughs> so olives were on my fingers. As <laughs> you were carrying your plate yes. with all the other food. Oh, 100%. I love that. <laughs> then my mom said, um, like when I brought my plate down or threw it away, Hey, where did you leave the tails for the shrimp? And I just said, what tails? <gasps> so my mom oh. did not realize she did not teach me how to eat shrimp cocktails. Oh, so you had eaten oh. the, you had, I thought you were going to say you hit them on the couch or something, oh. but no, you ate them. Nope, I ate them. They looked so delicious. Oh. Uh, I'm sure I had had yeah, shrimp cocktail before, and they just had right, tail shrimp with tails on, or she'd taken them off. I mean, obviously, I was elementary school age. Yeah. And I ate them. This and was, live to tell about it. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. I do detail my shrimp now. Just in case anyone wonders. I love that. Thank you for that detail. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump in and see what happens. Sounds good to me. What I usually say at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't breathe. Welcome, friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. And it's almost New Year, end of 2019, just a few days away. And so we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions without talking about New Year's resolutions. <laughs> All right. Uh, but first, <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty tricky, right? <laughs> Two things. One is our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Government or Johnson County Mental Health Center. And then second, if you love this podcast, please let us know about it. Or if you don't, we'd like to know that too. Help us know how to connect with you better. You can leave a review and a rating on your favorite podcast app and then share on your social media pages or send a text to your friend inviting them to join us on the It's Okay crew. Okay, so let's jump into this idea. So 
everybody's going to be talking, reading blogs, retweeting tweets, listening to podcasts, listening to podcasts about wrapping up 2019, the best, the worst, and then making resolutions, right? This is right. what I want to change about myself is kind of the, the bottom line of a resolution. This is what I want to do better, or this is what I want to change about myself. This is what I want to make different in 2020. Sure. We're intentionally pausing before we get to the resolutions to look back on 2019 in a very specific way that helps with our mental wellness and gives us an example for the holiday of what we can do on a daily basis. So Renee, help us understand what that practice is as far as living in the present, looking backwards, and how that helps us for the future. Sure. I just think it is a good skill to own ourselves so that we can best model and teach others is living in the present. Right To do that, I think it's really helpful to look back, um, but to not live back. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, right? And to Important look forward, not to live forward, but yeah. we, like, we live in the present. Yeah. Uh, but it's okay to look forward and, and look backwards. And so I think that we, as we talk about resolutions, and can I say that you'll, our next podcast is on setting, go, like goal setting? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Yay, our next podcast, listen. <laughs> so if you want to know that. <laughs> Wait for two weeks and you'll hear, you hear about it. Right. So that that is the right the looking ahead at some things I want to change, some things I want to be different. But then the looking back is um, what can we what what lessons can I draw from my past year about things that I um, maybe have learned, maybe how I have grown, maybe um, things I wasn't successful in. And I can go, cool, I don't want to try that again. Um Awesome. So again, I just want to, want to focus on the living in the present, but it's okay to look forward and look backwards, just as long as we're not living in those spaces. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, a few weeks ago, the big fad on multiple social media platforms was people posting pictures of themselves at the beginning of the decade and the end of the decade. And then people would reflect on that. And it's interesting. So I purposely did not participate in that one. <laughs> well, I did, but all I said was... 2009, 2019, yeah. and didn't say anything about it. But many people are, are talking, or have been yeah. talking about that, and um, and like reflecting on things that had changed in those years. But just the the importance of really thinking about where we've been and how that shapes who we are now, and we can have kind of a more informed, more self aware uh, presence when we're thinking about our hopes for the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe it would be fun if we just took some time taking. Johnson County Mental Health Center's theme of everybody can learn, change, and grow. Right. And think about a way that we have learned, changed, or grown. It's a lot harder to say in the past tense. Uh, <laughs> in 2019, as just kind of a model of ways you could look back and reflect on your own life and some maybe some skills or things you learned. I guess I'll I'll start us off because I'm not really best. sure the direction I'm going to go. Cool. So I will keep it broad and just say one of the biggest accomplishments that I have seen for myself over the past year is the, I don't want to say the ability to, the willingness mm. to step out in fear, regardless of how hard that is. Mm. Now, I'm not perfect. That's awesome. But there yeah. have what? been several <laughs> steps that I've taken that are fearful. I still have a long ways to go, but I'm See, I making call that, progress. I call that courage or bravery, right? I mean, like, <laughs> See, I'm nervous yeah. right now just saying it. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's not that there's no fear. It's not the fear goes away, but you do it in, in the place, like, yeah. recognizing that fear. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, like, that's courage. 
that it, that's wonderful a wonderful thing to be proud of and, and thoughtful of a way you've learned or, or changed your yeah. brand. And that you said I did it a couple of times. Yeah, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that you recognized there were multiple occasions where you owned that and displayed that, and that you're here like right now going. I, I did that. And mm-hmm. whether those things, whether you experienced um, like success or whether whatever you did just kind of stopped dead in its tracks, like those were those were moments of you mm-hmm. changing, growing, learning. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. the cool part is it's not about the success of the project or the, the item. Mm-hmm. It really is that personal moment. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> probably my favorite example for you on a place that you had courage to I do know. something near people <laughs> yeah. was coming up with the idea for this podcast True. and then group which getting everyone group was a part of yes. and did great work you were the one right. who brought us together you are. and you you put the foundation together for the podcast and so that is something that you did in the midst of probably some fearfulness to speak a new idea and to make it happen yeah. so thank it was you fun thank you guys I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kate. All right, next. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about a few years ago, this was kind of a, like a workplace traumatic experience that I had. Uh, and, and I always, I, I just want to acknowledge the fact that I am hesitant to ever use the word trauma because I know the stories of trauma that other people experience. And I often compare mine to theirs and think mine is insignificant. Also acknowledging that this was a moment of of severe, like, it was significant to how I felt about myself for a very long time afterwards. Which so, makes it real. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I had a, an experience in a place that I worked uh, several, several years ago that was involving conflict with a person who had kind of built up uh, months and months of negativity towards me. And I was unaware of that. And it all came out at once in a really negative workplace experience oh. uh, that was just deflating on so many levels and so when I think of this year the thing that I'm most excited or proud about uh, something I've, I've learned a way I've learned to change and grown is that there were multiple times this year that I recognized that there was conflict between me and another person or that I may have hurt someone else or that um, somebody else had hurt me all three of those things being uh, being true that I I'm um, I took the first step, the initiation, the initiative to go and talk to that person one-on-one about this situation and resolved it positively. And wow. so for me, that this was a really cool year in that regard because That's impressive. I, I didn't have that skill back then, which is what um, was my contribution to that experience blowing up, um, was not acknowledging that earlier and, and take the initiative to resolve that. And this year I did and uh, multiple times went and Huge. talked to people. And so I'm really proud about that and yeah. excited. Like, As you should be. The more, say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the more I do it, the better I get at it. And I um, feel like it's something now I almost can say, I'm, I'm kind of good at it now. I mean, yeah. like, there's people that are really better, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm happy with, with the things I've learned and how I've started to do them. I think that's amazing because one of the things people forget is that like when we talk about the word conflict, we immediately go to it something of like a negative connotation, negative right. place, because we don't have the skills all the time to exactly. have those tough conversations. Yes. And so I just I mean, hats off to you. That's huge because 
you're helping show that conflict can be something that you can learn, change, and grow from and can be a positive when you have the healthy conversations in a way that are respectful and so yeah. kudos, and but it doesn't make it easy to do right right so oh. kudos 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 i i don't like there's i'm sure there's data out there but most conflict in my experience comes from a miscommunication or misunderstanding mm-hmm. and it's not really that two people really just hate each other naturally mm-hmm. you know like it's really that people don't understand each other or, or they've communicated in a way and not understood each other right. um, or understood a perspective and things and so that skill has really helped me in those like so when i say that i've been able to have those conversations successfully i mean that i've had conversations in the midst of conflict and i'm still friends and have good relationships with the people i've gone yeah. to talk to like that's what makes it successful to me which yeah. is different than that initial experience where resulted in um like broken relationship never really talking to, yeah. the, to, to the person again even though we were you know like just um, it's just a stark contrast to the ability to walk through disagreements or conflict. And so, yeah, I mean, lo- looking back at 2019, I'm, that's one of the things I'm most proud about in 2019. I love that's it. I think amazing. It, it, I mean, I guess it takes on really all three of the learn, change and grow, right? Um, looking back on something and reflecting, you want to do something different. And so, right. Learning what you need to do to make it different. Yeah. Growing, trying it over and over and over again. Yeah. And I hear you right now, right? Keith has changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y- you will approach relationships at work or you will approach, like, w- replace whatever word, conflict, disagreement, misstep, yep. miscommunication. You will approach that differently. And that's change. Yeah. Um, I, that's that's really cool. Hmm. Yeah. It is really cool. Thanks for celebrating that with me. Yeah. Most welcome. Uh, so my looking back on t- on 2019 actually started at the, the end of 2018. And I didn't really know that this was going to go anywhere. So I was asked to participate in an exercise that was a little more, um, made me a little more vulnerable than I thought it would be. So it was just come. It was a very, it was a small, intimate group of people that I really care about, trust, respect, um, so the vulnerability was on my end. I never felt judged. Nothing, nothing like that. We were asked in the small in the small space to bring a list of things we felt really competent in, in in uh, mostly in our work life. Okay. Sure. Yep. And then a, a list of things that we didn't feel competent in. And at first you're kind of like, I wait a minute. Like I have to admit, I'm yeah, not competent in yeah. some things. But then as I um. Then as I started making the list, it was much easier to start listing what I was not competent in. So making sure that I was giving myself credit for what I was. Okay, so we go through this activity. Fantastic. Um, you have probably heard in multiple um, podcasts before. I do not journal. I can't stand it. In this one occasion, I put it in a quick note in my phone so I could have this list hmm. for quick reference. Somebody for, mark it in the record books yes. that Renee Ta-da! took notes. 2018. Nice. 2018, that was like so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or like last year, a whole year ago. Yes. Um, Sorry, totally derailed no, your shit. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so we were, it was in this within this project, we were looking at things and I, I had my phone pulled up and I was looking for through some quick memos because I had had some information saved in there and I came across my competent, not competent list. And of course, was drawn to the not competent list and had a a total personal aha moment when immediately uh, really kind of just a flood of experiences over the 2019 spoke directly to one of my incompetencies Mm. and how I had um, unbeknownst truly to myself without any 
any purposeful behavior yeah. or intention had made huge strides in That's one amazing. of my incompetencies. That's yeah. amazing. That's great. Uh, so it was delegation. Hmm. So I had to come to terms with when I um, get asked to do something or when something gets asked of my team, I hang on to it. I hang on to it until it's this polished little gem and that I'm okay with it. I can yeah. speak to all of the character traits about me that speak into that. That's a whole podcast episode in and of itself sure but I, I hung on to things i couldn't ask my i couldn't relinquish stuff to my team imperfect or unfinished um but at the same time i was preventing my team from input and and finishing things that maybe even be rightly have been theirs mm. or putting too much on myself and then not being available for my team or mm -hmm. for other projects and so all of a sudden this natural experiences of just you know what i'm gonna choose a and this is gonna go to my team wow that felt really good so a is gonna continue to go as that trickles in b man i'm gonna bring this up in conversation with a colleague can they do this for me yeah with me am i the best person so I started asking myself questions throughout the year and so i come down to the end of 2019 i'm not perfect i will continue to grow I'm excited for 2020, but I have learned to, in a healthy and professional way, delegate things mm. to others. That's huge. And that's so hard. Yeah. And it's hard I'm to say because so it sounds impressed. like I'm bossy. And I, right? And that's, that's very different. Yeah. It's delegation is yeah. very yeah. different. Yeah. That's huge. Thank you. So, I appreciate it. I'm yeah. proud of myself. Yeah. Something I keep be. hearing as we're, think, as we're talking, all three of us, the thing that we're most excited about is I, I get a sense that we're excited to continue to do that more in the future. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Even it's yeah. hard. All, all, you know, all, delegating is hard. Conflict, learning. stepping yeah. out in feet, in, when you have fear. All those yeah. things are hard. But <laughs> all of us are excited to do that more and better in the future. And the things that we used to not do or we weren't very competent in. Sure. When you're doing that list, eventually you start to notice that you're doing – it was way easier to do the things that you need to improve on. Sure. And you're like, but it's important <laughs> to recognize the accomplishments. And I remember you saying that. And it, I started to reflect and I was like, okay, what would I say in, back to that? And then I would say, if you're listening, make sure you celebrate yourself. Because mm. I've already, I showed at the beginning, I was like, okay, move on. You know, it's super uncomfortable to be recognized or to recognize in yourself. And so I've already been a bad um, person for that. But I love that you mentioned that because it's uncomfortable, but it's needed. What would you say to someone as we talk about being present in the moment, not living in the past, not living in the future? Yeah. What skills, strategies, feedback would you give to someone who might struggle with being present in the moment, especially around the time where everyone focuses on past and present? Yeah, for sure. I first of all, I would give any every single person permission to don't set a resolution. I don't. I don't care. Right. You don't have. Don't to do that. look yeah. back mm -hmm. at 2019. If if really truthfully, just staying right here and today is what you can do. Stay there. You please. You don't have to. Again, you control that. I want to go back to what I said originally to Keith's response is looking back is different than living back mm -hmm. in That's it. A good if point. you are healthy in a healthy and, and a safe space to look back, do it and then come right back to today. 
Yeah. Awesome. So what I have to do is I can look back and go, hey, here's, you know, three things I delegated really well. But guess what, guys? There's about 16 that I didn't. But because I can recognize both of those when I'm faced with something and ask today, I go, OK, is that what experience have I had with this in the past? Is this something I should delegate? I, I'm not certain. What's my comfort level? I'm going to hang on to it for another day. That's today. Mm-hmm. That That's it. So my, my first is. Please, you, you have permission to not have to, you know, plan for for 2020 in some sort of goal setting resolute way. And you sure don't have to be uh, you sure don't have to be forced into looking back at 2019 in some reflective analytic way. You can live here and that's OK. If you choose to look forward or look backwards, just look, hmm. take a look and come right back here. Center, take a look, come right back here to today. Well said. Yeah, that, this is it's kind of interesting. I think I definitely have the tendency to live in the future or to be concerned more about the future than today or the or um, the past um, is where where I tend to be, and that has been something. Probably that would be another thing I could list in 2019 that I've that I've been improving on as far as living in the present. Yeah, good for um, you. It's it's like a daily struggle, like all, all the time for me. I appreciate you saying. Uh, I, Appreciate you identifying your struggle in staying present here when you are very future focused. I'm. It's very easy for me to stay here, and sometimes I struggle with looking ahead. Hmm. Uh, so I want. I want to go, man. That we can sit and probably have really a, a great conversation about how we do that and learn from each other. Yeah. Right. Because looking forward and looking back can be super healthy if we do. If if we're in that healthy space yeah. and, and do that, living in today, man. If I don't plan and I don't have enough money in my bank account for my bills tomorrow, um, I'm living too much in the today, yeah. uh, right? But I'm sure I'm sure that even just Keith and I as persons can sit and have a conversation about where we live in most comfortable and where we struggle the most in that space and learn from one another. And and I think that we we ground each other, right? I mean, oh, you, yeah. you bring each other. My I, my wife and I are very much um, helpful to each other in that way. And in several components of our personality and the way we approach the world, we, we lean out from each other and we help pull each other into a more healthy place in, in those areas that we tend to both be extremes in opposite directions. And that, and that's helpful. That's cool. I love it. Um, Yeah. One, one thing I was thinking about uh, and this, uh, not to go too far into, into the weeds here, but when you think about, um, being in the present or being in the future, it's kind of interesting. You look back in, so some some ancient Greek texts, uh, you think about some words that are used to describe and they get translated in English into to be or to do and things. Um, there's two different words that that in Greek that both get translated in that same way of of being or or practicing. And one of those has this idea of a to do list, like this is what I need to do. And I think in some ways that's often where we go when we think about a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I rarely, I don't even remember a single New Year's resolution I've ever had but i think that's the idea is we want to do this and so we we make this list of things we want to change and we check them off to do it the other greek word is um, poeo and it is the same word you think about for poetry and it's Mm. it brings in a lot more of a creative sense to life and and this idea instead of to do to be and this is really helpful for me when i'm trying to shape and frame how i'm living my life so thinking about New Year's resolutions, looking at the past, future is not so much. These are all the things I want to do to change myself, but to be, to experience the presence, yeah. the the present, to to live into the midst of 
um, creativity on a daily basis. And sometimes living into that ends up me doing tasks that I can check off a to-do list, but I center myself around more of this creative sense of being instead of doing. And that helps me often um, be grounded in the present and not so stuck in the future and also not so stuck in the past because it's this daily creative work that I'm a part of. And that's the best word you just use was stuck, right? Mm -hmm. I I love to encourage people to look forward and look back. The stuck part is what we want to avoid. Right, exactly. And so I I think, again, I love that. I was really, I don't know, I was kind of intrigued and almost forgot that I had the opportunity to respond uh, in (laughs) in a conversational style here because I I just was kind of taking in, um, you're you're a good like lesson giver. And I Mm. I appreciate that from you. And I come back to the clinical world of, Man, that's why I need mindfulness mm. in a clinical technique of, and I am I'm the one of the biggest culprits of going. I can't meditate. I just fall asleep. I right. do. Yep. I, I yep. mean, it yeah. is simple enough. I, I I do. But what I have come to terms with for myself is, um, my mind, our minds, are taken away um, by technology all of the time um, by by people, by obligations, by other things, and by engaging in a mindful activity for a couple of minutes a day or a couple minutes for a couple of days a week, I improve my brain functioning. Like, so my right, left side, which again, my thinking, hmm. my creativity, yep. my being, my doing in Five minutes of mindfulness and this is coming from the person who loves mindfulness and I have had to scour what mindfulness works for me because guys I cannot sit and picture clouds flying by and putting my worries on a cloud good night yeah all right good night mine mine is breathing and counting and I love structure in it and again might sound silly might sound simple, but in doing that for a few minutes a day, um, my being in this moment is so much more rich. Yeah. Mm. I guess my last thought, and maybe this could be my wrap-up thought um, here, is, you know, our Thanksgiving episode that we did was really significant for me. When you're thinking about past, the present, and future is yeah. just gratitude. Mm-hmm. Just finding a place to be grateful not silver lining things that stink, but just finding a place to be grateful um, is a very grounding mindfulness exercise yeah. that you can do. It's just a few minutes. You don't. You could write it down. You don't have to. <laughs> um, but I just uh, have bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> just just I finding a place to be thankful to to be grateful. I love it. Well, thanks for joining us for our last episode in 2019. We'll catch you all again in 2020. Happy New Year. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay.